Hey everyone, bonus episode. This is a recording of me as a guest on Eating Enlightenment with Jared Levinson. That is his podcast that is just amazing. You can check it out. It is called Eating Enlightenment Reconnect to Inner Peace. And he has a ton of different topics from mindless eating and how it damages you to mind, body, soul, and flow, how to think about diabetes and intuitive eating. So it's really awesome. Go check it out. And you can now listen to me on his podcast. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Hi everyone, Amy Horman is joining us today. Amy is a leading certified functional medicine expert on a mission to optimize thyroid patients around the world and give them their lives back using scientific elements of nutrition and functional medicine. After Amy's own experience of insufferable symptoms, misdiagnoses, and improper treatment, Amy set out to help others who she knew were going through the same set of frustrations and who were on the same medical roller coaster. Amy consults people around the world via telehealth at virtual appointments, beginning with an in-depth 90-minute consultation, addressing everything from lab values to nutrition to lifestyle. Woo! Thank you. You that was a great are intro. a specialist. Yeah. And I am so curious too. You're clearly a specialist. You have, do you, do you have your doctorate? Was that? Yes. Awesome. Yes, my doctoral degree and also I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner. So I get to combine everything. Oh, that is cool. And when you're a doctorate, you're in this field. I know like you're so passionate about this field. Like what, in your own words, why are you passionate about all this stuff? Well, you know, it goes all the way back. Like we touched on a little bit in the bio and you and I have talked about previously, it goes back 20 plus years ago to when I was competing. So I was competing in fitness figure shows. For those who don't know, basically you are on a really strict diet, usually 12 weeks, 16 weeks. You're going to the gym twice a day. It's just a rigorous physical and mental process that kind of breaks you down. But the the ultimate goal is to step on a stage in a bikini and present your best, leanest, most muscular self and be judged. And so I did that multiple times. I did fitness modeling as well. So it was always diet down for that day, that moment, that competition, that photo shoot, and then go back to normal. And then diet down and go back to normal. So I was always up and down, sometimes 20 pounds. And I'm 5'2 on a good day. So 
up and down 20 pounds, 20 pounds. And finally, one of the many competitions that I did, I was prepping just like I knew how to prep. Everything was laid out. Diet was perfect. Going to the gym. And I started gaining weight instead of losing. So I knew my body. I knew this wasn't right. This wasn't the process that was supposed to happen. I went to six different doctors. I was told I was normal. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Just eat less and exercise more. Uh, That's what they told me. Uh, so I be, I was beyond frustrated. I mean, that doesn't even, that doesn't even mm. cover how I felt. I cried in my car, mm. beyond frustrated. I knew that I was not quote unquote normal. And that's what they kept telling me. And honestly, I don't even remember the thyroid labs they did back then. I want to say it was probably only TSH and free T4 like they do now, like I see with my, many of my patients, only getting a couple lab values tested and never looking at the big picture and not list. No one was listening to me. I would bring in my diet and everything I was eating and I would bring in my training regimen and no one was listening. And finally, that sixth doctor touched my throat, said, swallow. Uh, and she goes, you have a goiter on your thyroid. So, of course, I was like, yay, I have an answer, right? This is uh, it. This is what I wanted, that diagnosis. Mm. And then I went through the whole rigorous process of getting on the right medication for my thyroid and having someone guide me in that. And, and it wasn't until I met a functional medicine practitioner who said, oh, no, 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 we can't go by this T4 only. We can't do it the conventional medicine way. We need to test more thoroughly. We need to get you on the proper medication for your thyroid. We need to go up in the dose. We need to optimize you. We need to optimize your adrenals and, and everything else that comes into play, your hormones, everything. And that's when I finally got my life back. I was able oh. to lose weight. I felt better. And that was that big dawning moment on me. And my functional medicine practitioner is now my mentor. Mm. That was that moment where I went, you know what, if I am frustrated and suffering like this, and I was misdiagnosed six times, how many other women, and I'm, I mean, I'm a go getter, you know, don't tell me, no, I'm going to find an answer. I'm going to find an answer. How many people out there go, Oh, I guess they're, I'm just getting old. Mm. And I guess I just need to eat less and exercise more because I trust my doctor. I mean, the frustration is real. The struggle yeah. is real. So that's why I'm so passionate about it because I went through it. Yeah, I think so many people can relate to not being heard by their doctor. Uh, it's it's too bad. It's too bad that the whatever, there's so many demands on doctors. I'm not even sort of mad at doctors. I mean, I just know that they're so over overwhelmed and, and um you know, not to paint doctors in a bad light, but I just know that right. so many people are not being heard. Right. That's exactly it. I mean, I think a lot of, of conventional medicine right now, we see, I mean, you go into your family doctor and you maybe have five, 10 minutes. I mean, the the, the insurance companies are clamping down um, practitioners. I actually have a nurse practitioner that works with me, especially for patients that need changes in medication. And I asked her one day, I said, why aren't these doctors even testing. You know, it takes another two seconds to write four more tests on that little test script. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, they, they, or we were taught in med school. If you do not have a pill for that test result, or you do not know how to read that test result and what it means for a diagnosis, you don't order it. 
So, so many doctors, when we're talking thyroid, they don't know what free T3 means. They don't know what reverse T3 means. What's that? And so it just doesn't even get ordered. Uh, kind of a way to like save, save face sort of in a, in a way. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. But yeah. When you got into your, you got diagnosed, there's a big leap I feel from the thyroid diagnosis to devoting your life to it, right? You're in weightlifting and you're, you're, you're doing this whole thing. And then you get this diagnosis, like what made you shift into the thyroid path instead of just continuing on the weightlifting journey? Yeah. You know, it was the pain to purpose. It was, it was my body feeling my body rebel against me, you know, knowing that I was doing everything properly and then learning that it was this tiny gland Mm. that controls whether or not you're going to lose weight, no matter what you do, no matter what you put in your mouth, no matter how hard you exercise, no matter how hard you hit the gym, it doesn't matter if that little gland is off, you're done, you're done. And so that, I mean, the frustration plus the fascination is what really made me go, you know what? I have to help other people that Mm. are going through this because this is horrible. Mm. Do you have numbers on like how many people, let's say in the United States have, you know, a, a thyroid problem? So I, oh, I did a couple of years ago. So it, hypothyroidism mainly affects women and it is something like, if I'm recalling properly, it is something like eight out of 12 women have it, but of that half go undiagnosed. So there's a whole bunch of us that have been, you know, you got the diagnosis, here's what it is. And then there's so many women, which are part of my patients too, walking around going, hey, you know what? Um, I'm gaining weight. I can't lose no matter what I do. I'm losing my hair. I'm really super tired. I'm moody. I have no libido. Mm -hmm. And I'm being told that I'm just getting older. What's Mm -hmm. wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're going undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. That's a a good amount of people. This is not like, 5 million people. I mean, eight out of 12 and then a lot of half of those being diagnosed. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's it's very common. It's it's very, very common because 90% of hypothyroidism is, is Hashimoto. So that's the autoimmune form. And we're seeing all autoimmune conditions on the rise oh, right now. I had, a, kinds of, yeah. I had a client with Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. That's the I didn't, yeah. Yeah. yeah, autoimmune huh. form of hypo. Huh. Okay. Got you. And then, so like, it seems like this is sort of invisible. Like if, if people are just being told, oh, you're getting older. I don't know. It seems invisible to me. Again, it was misdiagnosed. I guess it, it's easily misdiagnosed. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what most patients will, will get is the band-aids. They'll, they'll get the band-aids. So they'll go in, they'll be like, you know, I'm really depressed and, and I can't lose weight and I'm not sleeping well. And my digestion is horrible. So you'll walk out of there with an antidepressant a sleep med, maybe a blood pressure medication, some metformin to help you lose weight. You know, you might get a statin if your cholesterol is high. And so it's all just these band-aids instead of getting to the root cause of the problem. So that involves thorough testing, number one, and that's your first hurdle in the, in the system. That's your first hurdle is thorough testing maybe a little bit more time and listening to the patient. And then the next step is looking at those lab values that come Mm -hmm. back in, in a functional medicine optimal lens. So that's where the, 
that's another difference in conventional versus functional medicine is we're looking to see where are you in your labs where you will feel your best? Like we know that that in this tiny range, like a tiny little target range, that's where you're going to feel your best. Where if you just look at your standard lab value range, it's huge, it's wide, it's vast. Of course, you're going to fall into it and not get that little H or L next to the lab marker. You know, and unless there's a high or a low, a little H or L, your doctor's not even going to stop and look at it. They're not going to stop and say like, well, you know what? This is this is low normal. Um, and you're telling me, Susie, that you can't lose weight and you're tired and you're 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 losing your hair and you have no libido. They don't they don't have time to do that. It's in and out. It's uh, all your labs are normal. You're good. You're yeah. good. We'll see you yeah. next appointment. Yeah. Here's an antidepressant. And I, I I can't help but feel too about so many stories that I've heard where someone goes in. They maybe have a hurt knee or, and then the doctor prescribes weight loss. Like, you know, this is the whole health at every size thing where they, where people feel discriminated against. And, and I just, yeah, I hear this not listening aspect is so key. How, how does listening fit into a medical diagnosis? Like, I know it does, don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, how does it fit in? Well, that's where you have to really take the time and piece together symptoms. So, and and I actually, I have a lab and symptom checklist on my website because some of those symptoms are eye-opening where patients will say, I didn't know that a frozen shoulder could be tied back to hypothyroidism. Joint pain could be tied back to hypothyroid vision, blurry vision. Really? Wait, I've had this, this, this tickle and this cough forever. Uh, there's so many different things. So you really have to listen to the person and, and write down their symptoms or look at their bulleted list of symptoms or look at their intake form. And literally it's like piecing together a puzzle and you're saying, okay, well this lab value over here. And then you're telling me this. And then, but then we see this lab value here and you're telling me this. Yes. Now it all makes sense. But if you don't take time and listen to someone, you're not going to get to the root cause. Yeah. You're, it seems like I like the way you moved your hands. You were like connecting the dots, the lab yeah. values, their person. Uh, I don't know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, a. am picturing like the little connect the dots to make, yeah. you know, like the big dipper or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Even an artist too, or something like that, like painting sort of like the hand yeah. side to side. And so you're doing virtual health. How do you, how do you take labs if, if you're over online? So patients will just either upload their labs into, I I have a patient portal where everybody starts in, they'll upload their labs or they'll give me their login. I can log into the lab core quest and see Mm. their, their past history of labs. And then if we do need to order more, we'll just go from there and order more. And then that way we can get an actual treatment plan down. We can consult with their doctor. They can see my nurse practitioner if we need to change a medication, And then obviously bringing in the lifestyle component, looking at hormones, looking at adrenals, looking at gut, how's your digestion? Are you sleeping? What are you eating? So all of that comes into play. When you got finally diagnosed, how how did you recover? How long did it take? What did you, what did you do? 
Well, after the diagnosis, I spent the next five months on T4 only. So Synthroid, Levothyroxine, T4. And after five months, there was no change. And that's pretty that much what I see in my patient base too. Is that a pill or what? what is yeah. T4? Okay, T4 is like a- Yep. Okay. So T4 is your standard thyroid medication. Mm-hmm. Someone comes in, they actually get the diagnosis of hypothyroidism and they are given T4, be it in the form of generic Levo or brand Synthroid. Sometimes it's called um, Tyrosint. So T4 is one of the thyroid hormones that our thyroid produces. The problem with that is that that T4 hormone has to convert to T3 because that's the active thyroid hormone. Every cell in our body has a receptor site on it for T3, not T4, T3. So we're essentially giving people, I was given Mm. a pill and then it's like, let's cross our fingers and wish on a rainbow that it converts to the active form to get to the cell, to give you a metabolism and grow your hair and strengthen your nails and give you a good mood. Well, what if it doesn't? And that was my problem. So I am a 100% non-converter. I do not convert to, you can give me boatloads of T4 and dump it in my mouth and it will never convert over into the active thyroid hormone to do its job. It so reminds me of I like was, a blood type or something like that. Like you're just, you there's genetic I mean? like markers, something like that. Like no matter how, yep. something like that, it just kind of reminds me of, of that. Mm-hmm. There, there are genetic markers that make people um, non-converters. And then there's also other factors that like if you're insulin resistant, estrogen dominant, anemic, all of that can interfere with conversion too. So I always say conversion of T4 to T3 is like running a marathon and having to jump over hurdles, like, or do like five Ironmans oh, sure, back to back. Sure. Like it, it's, it's a tough job for your body to do. So I was on that for a long time. I did some research. This is before I got into functional medicine. And I actually went to my doctor and I said, you know what, doc? Nothing's been happening these last Uh, five months. Really? Uh, Here's some articles on T3. Can we use it? She goes, no. I go, Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I said, I'm going to find somebody who will. Oh, good. So that's what led me to my functional medicine doc. And then we work together to find the the right combo. So that's really what I do with people. I'll get questions like, well, what's the best medication? I said, the one that's going to work for you. Okay. So you got diagnosed, but then you didn't see anything. And then you went to your mentor. So like what, what happened? Like, so you got the T3 or, you know, yeah. and, and like what lifestyle you could talk about, like, uh, I think it seems like you mentioned lifestyle. What lifestyle changes did you make as well? Well, luckily, I mean, Jared, you're the same way. For for me, I already had the, the fitness component down. I was a clean eater. So all of that really didn't come into play. It's just I actually got rewarded for my efforts finally when my thyroid started working again mm-hmm. or when the proper amounts of thyroid hormone were being placed in my body T4 and T3. Mm. So then I, I kind of came back to life. My metabolism started coming up a little bit uh. and I noticed changes. I started losing some weight. So I didn't have to do any drastic lifestyle okay. changes, gotcha. but I guess the biggest step was getting that thorough testing done because we we discovered like, hey, all that T4 that you're taking, uh. your free T3 is still in the basement. So it reminds no me of it reminds me of when you have too much vitamin C and then you just pee it out or something like that. Yeah. 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 I, I got you. 
just doesn't, doesn't even get used. It's just sitting there doing nothing. And in fact, it, in some people, it can cause more harm than good because T4 can convert over to reverse T3. Reverse T3 is like a bouncer. It's like a bouncer at your cell door, standing there with arms crossed, saying active thyroid hormone over there. You're not getting in. Active thyroid. Hor- yep. No, you're not. You're not coming in tonight. So, so you can actually do more harm than good if you don't stop and listen to your patient and and test thoroughly to see what is going on. Yeah. And so, what was your thesis on? My uh, my master's thesis. Uh, my well, my doctoral. Um, we actually did not have to do a dissertation. Mm-hmm. We did uh, case studies. So. The one that I did was actually on one of my patients and it should be published. Once it's mm. published, I'll post it on my website. It'll be published soon. It's going through that whole you know process. And um, but it was on my patient and she had a partial thyroidectomy. So half of her thyroid was taken out. She was placed on T4 for 15 years. Oh, and geez. it was she and she was going to her doctor, endocrinologist, I think like two endocrinologists gaining weight, hair falling out, all the symptoms, they would just give her more T4, more T4. It was not until we met, changed her medication, added in some T3, the active thyroid hormone, that now she's down 20 pounds, quality of life better, Uh, hair grew back, sleeping better. uh, And it took that. So it's kind of like the power of T3. The reason I wrote that paper for- uh, my my final for my doctorate degree was mainly to get that out to PCPs, to general practitioners, mm. so that they can see mm. the power of using T3 to optimize somebody. Oh, that's a really, I mean, with your story, your struggles with that and, and, and having five months of T4 and then that's powerful. Yeah. 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 Hopefully people, hopefully the docs will listen, but it's, you know, it's just one case study among many, Yeah, yeah. but you know, it proof is in the pudding. And I think I'm a believer that anecdotal evidence and case studies speak so much more than doing a randomized control trial. You can do a randomized control trial and throw out the outliers or throw it, you know, change your stats to fit what you want. Hmm. When you take one person and you say, no doubt this person was on T for only felt like garbage for 20 years, gained weight, um, had, you know, borderline diabetes, cholesterol was high. Oh, and then we gave her the right medication. She lost 20 pounds. Her insulin resistance reversed. Her cholesterol went down. Her hair grew back. You can't argue with that. I think the the case studies certainly like humanize and they tell a story that, you know, or just no matter, no matter how statistically significant, like a a science study is when we're talking statistics, it just doesn't hit the heart the same way as putting a face to a story and, and hearing their struggle and their turnaround. Okay. And yeah, you know, it's really important that we get both. So I'm very like curious about, I, I have no idea like much about thyroid. Um, is it in my throat? Like, what does it do? I mean, this is like basic beginner stuff, but like it's coming to mind. Like, I don't really know about anything about thyroid. Yeah, no, great question. Let's geek out a little bit, especially yeah, people yeah. that are listening. That's like, like, yeah, like, what's the thyroid? So it is a a butterfly shaped gland, um, kind of between your your for you your Adam's apple and your sternum. Okay, and okay. it's super tiny. It's like the thickness of maybe two credit cards. So you technically can't feel it, 
unless someone has an enlarged thyroid or a goiter, then when, you know, when I said my doctor told me to swallow, it's that she's touching my neck. And when you swallow, if you have a goiter, you can almost feel like a little like, boop. Um, so it, but it's very, very hard to, to tell. Normally we do an ultrasound on the thyroid and then we do lab testing. So the thyroid gland is the master gland. Every single cell in your body, including your heart, needs thyroid hormone to function and specifically T3 because like we said, T4 is inactive, T3 is active. So your cells have receptor sites on them for T3, which is one of the two thyroid hormones. It, it controls your heart rate. It controls your hair growth. It controls whether or not you have dry skin. It definitely controls your metabolism, your ability to burn fat, build muscle. And then it has a trickle-down effect into the other hormones. So progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, vitally important for males and females. DHEA, cortisol. We hear more these days, especially with the stress that everyone's yeah. under, about Oh, my adrenals are blown out. I have adrenal fatigue. Well, that can be the thyroid affecting that. The thyroid can affect your cholesterol levels. The thyroid can affect your insulin. So you might have been told you're insulin resistant, pre-diabetic, diabetic. diabetic. Uh, we can fix your thyroid and get you off the diabetes medication so in some cases, depending on how long someone has had it. So it's really when you, it is the master gland, hmm. the master gland. I love hearing this. I love your passion. You're, you're, you're like, uh, what's the right word? I don't mean to say nerdy in a bad way, but like, definitely nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's like, it's, (laughs) it's like, I, I, some of these words, I, some of the words like fly by my head to be honest, like, uh, but I, I hear like your expertise and everything about this. And it seems like, like such a specific field that it's, um, where do you, where do you hope to like, let's say you can make an impact on, the thyroid field, right? Like what, I guess it seems like your calling is to help educate people about T3 or or, or how do you sort of see yourself fitting in and contributing to this thyroid field? Yeah. So I love to teach. I love to talk. I love to teach. So that's why I have have a podcast that you were on, The Thyroid Fix. Mm -hmm. And I work one-on-one. Right now, I just do one-on-one with patients. I know some doctors do group coaching. It's so hard because every person is unique. Mm -hmm. So even like I said earlier, I'll have patients ask me like, well, what's the best medication? Well, what dose should I be on? You can't answer that in a group. So for you, it might be you know, 10 micrograms of T3 split dose twice a day with some T4. For this person, it might be natural desiccated thyroid that's from a, a pig thyroid gland, and they do better on that. And then we have to look at, oh, well, this person is in their 60s and they're through menopause, and this poor person is in their 30s and their hormones look like they're in menopause. So we have to treat, you know, we have to balance hormones out too. So it just... My, I guess my goal is just to continue working one-on-one yeah, with yeah. people uh-huh, and then just uh-huh. educate, educate, educate. Got you. Yeah, no, our the thyroid fix, please do. If you're listening, check that out as well, especially if this conversation is resonating. Amy's over at the thyroid fix and uh, we had a fun conversation the other day too about binge eating. And, yep. and I'm curious too about like, when did, what about the weightlifting? Like whatever, whatever happened to that? Are you still competing? Like what, how that, uh, how's that going? How that guy? So I went from um, competing in fitness and figure to competing in powerlifting because at least in powerlifting I didn't have to diet down. I just had to, 
you know, like you guys did for wrestling, just drop the water weight <sighs> and, and weigh in. And then I go like, you know, Pedialyte and carb up before the meat. I loved powerlifting, but you know, after a while, your body can only take so much of like one rep max. And then, you know, that just kind of, so I'm retired and I still work out. I love pushing heavy weights. I, yeah. I, I don't do cardio at all. I just, I just lift heavy and do hot yoga. Huh. Go between those two. The image of a five, two power lifter is a, a blonde too. I mean, not that hair color matters, <laughs> but it's just, it's just an image. Like can, what did you, uh, I'm curious, I've been into weightlifting too. And yeah. um, what, what was your one rep squat and. I don't know. Did you do bench as well? I, well, I bench dead. Yeah. Deadlift was my favorite by all means. Um, so in the, <laughs> that, yeah. So I was, I did the 123 weight class and um, my max was 309. Woo! No. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now okay. I know there's been girls in that 123 weight class sure, that have far that. surpassed me sure, now. Sure I know. I but I mean, you were stronger, at least at deadlift, than I ever was. I don't think I ever got up to maybe a, maybe a one rep. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, anyways, not that this is <laughs> that's oh, strong. So <laughs> so you know what? My, my bench was horrible. My bench, my bench was horrible. What was your bench? So. What was your bench? 125 maybe i have okay, long okay. arms you know okay. so. <laughs> yeah no my friends who have long arms are like hey you're gonna be a little disadvantaged i've always felt yeah. that bench came easier to me because of um, yeah. my, my body shape and so forth okay i got i got you um i really appreciate your um it seems like this like one-on-one -on -one listening to the, the person is just like a, a vital piece of um this whole your approach how you how you your whole philosophy. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, from working with people too, you have to take everybody by the hand and, and listen to their individual situation and even for nutrition plans. So in addition to kind of doing a personalized treatment plan to test, to fix, to treat, we have to do the nutrition too, because again, I mean, if you're eating McDonald's all day long, it doesn't matter what we're doing over here to fix your thyroid and fix your hormones and fix your insulin. You're blowing it out of the water with inflammation from what you're eating. So yeah. you have to personalize a nutrition plan as well. And it just has to be that personalized yeah. approach. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. You know, cookie cutter plans don't work. And I think a lot of people fall into the cookie cutter way of doing things and, and, and just maybe taking people and saying, well, here's a, a you know, a diet that's going to fix your thyroid. Well, maybe for two out of 10, but what about those other eight people that are going, no, this didn't work for me at all. Now, what do I do? Yeah. Why? It seems like a big thing, a big, this T3. How is this overlooked? It seems, you know, I don't know, fairly obvious. Like how is it being missed by the mainstream medical community? So a couple different things. Um, there's a million dollar answer in there somewhere that I don't have, but, but on the, on the surface, number one, uh, TSH is thyroid stimulating hormone. That's the main test that physicians are taught to test in medical school. So it's like, okay, well run the TSH and maybe the free T4 and, and check to see if people have hypothyroidism. The TSH range has been debated for decades. Huh. So just to kind of give people an idea, the TSH range used to go from zero to 10. And the higher, this is one of the only tests where the higher that number is, 
the more hypothyroid you are, the more your thyroid is not working well. It's slow, right? So Hypo is like slow, right? Hypo is slow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as that TSH goes up, it's literally your pituitary, your brain shouting at the thyroid going, hey, you need to wake up a little bit. You're not producing enough thyroid hormone. And it will continue screaming and getting wow. louder and louder and higher and higher until, you know, until someone says, hey, this person has hypothyroidism because their TSH is blown out of the water. The problem is, is you can have a thyroid problem with a TSH of four mm. of a three mm. of a two. And mm. now we see that range getting more narrow. So in functional medicine, we say, we really want your TSH below a two conventional medicine goes, Oh yeah. You know what? You're at a four, but it looks good to me. You're fine. Mm. So that's why they're getting kind of overlooked, brushed off, undiagnosed, misdiagnosed, because there's so many other tests that, that you need to get to get that full picture. So there's the ah, TSH, free yeah. T4, free T3, reverse T3. And then like your patient with Hashimoto's, the TPO and TGA antibodies, that's what tests for Hashimoto's. Those can be present decades before we see a change in the TSH. Hmm. So people can be walking around for literally 10 to 20 years saying, I just don't feel right. And nobody is testing them thoroughly. Oh, oh, that's heart. That's heart wrenching. That's yeah. Um, I I'm reminded. I want to get your thoughts on BMI. I'll I'll preface this question on BMI because it is reminding me of uh, what you're describing right now. I know that BMI was it was first like a, a population statistic, primarily used on white males, right? Me, <clears throat> right? Yeah. I mean, and so you know, like. Uh, the body fat percentages, they were all like geared for like white guys. And, um, you know, I'm wondering if there's any of that type of thing going on, like, Hey, for like the average white guy, his thyroid thing is at 10 and like the, the standards were set a long time ago or, or something. Is there any sort of something like that? Cause I know BMI is, uh, historically rooted in that. And it's just been like a big problem ever since. Yeah. So, well, Specifically with the thyroid labs, those have been, I mean, they started wide, they've been narrow, but they need narrowed down more. Um, BMI is funny because going back to the powerlifting, my powerlifting instructor, like coach who taught me everything is, is your typical powerlifter. He's maybe, I don't know, I apologize if I'm getting this wrong, maybe about five, six, five, seven but a muscular beast. And it's funny. I was giving a talk one time and I showed his picture of him like deadlifting and his muscles are boom, 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 boom. And he's, you know, probably around 220 and he's obese yeah, per yeah. the BMI. I'm like, yeah. ain't no body fat on that dude. Yeah. So we can't call him obese at all, but the BMI calls him obese. Yeah. Right. I guess when medic medicine goes mainstream, you get, medicine for the average. Right. And, and then. Right. And that's the problem when we're, when, when we're doing any lab value out there, whether you're talking thyroid, cholesterol, blood sugar, anything, they are getting that from taking a, a mass kind of like a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah not a survey, but, but they're looking at the masses, right? Mm -hmm. So they're taking your, your McDonald's eaten sheets, eaten, um, sit at a desk all day worker, and they're not picking out people that, hey, they want to be healthy. They're taking a walk. They're doing some stuff. They're they're eating healthy or they're trying to. 
they don't separate that. They just take it all and they make a big conglomerate group and that's how they get their lab values. And it's, it's skewed. So that's yeah. where you have to look at it from a functional medicine perspective. I wonder your thoughts on the future in the sense that like, I know Apple like is getting really big into healthcare, right? Like um, we have all these devices that can measure uh, data and, and is that, is that, potentially a sign of hope like the the algorithms can catch these individual things or but basically with all these extra sensors they're gonna like they can with the iphone they can detect like a heart attack right before it right before right. it's gonna come mm-hmm. um i wonder if there's like hope that you know medicine you become less of an average and and then be more individualized through technology and and not that technology is going to solve everything but i don't know what are your thoughts on like wearable devices for example yeah, well, like you know, my little my little watch, my little Apple Watch, right? Uh-huh. You know, and, and it's cool to get the feedback. I think um, certain things are are really nice for people to get feedback. So now, continuous glucose monitoring is is a big thing. The CGIs used to be six grand and completely out of the ballpark for most people. And and now you can pick one up for, well, sometimes your insurance will cover it and maybe you can get one for, I, I don't know what they are now, maybe five, 500 to a thousand where you can literally wear this device and get continual glucose or blood sugar monitoring based on everything you eat. And that gives the individual feedback as to, Hey, I can't eat this food because look, my blood sugar went to 180 or 200 and that's just too high and i know it's you know let's say it's oatmeal well everybody everybody says it's heart healthy and oatmeal is good for me but oh look at that i'm reacting to it so maybe things like that will be very beneficial to Uh the individual as they become more mainstream right now Mm -hmm. we can at least get our heart rate and be safe from a heart attack but yeah no true i mean i imagine that like it'd be hard to get a sensor on the thyroid or or even with the blood with that device you just talked about, does that like prick you or? You know what? I don't even know how the, sure, how sure. the continuous yeah, glucose yeah. monitor works. I don't know. I know you wear it and it sends mm. it to your phone. So yeah. yeah. Got you. Yeah. Technology is kind of crazy like that where, where it's going. I wonder, I wonder maybe one day you put a thing over your throat or, you know, and it senses, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it I could don't know. be, yeah. it, could, it could be. Well now, you know, nowadays though, we do at least have, the option of at home testing and and order your own testing. So mm. on my on my website at the very bottom, mm. it has you know order your own labs because a lot of people are stuck mm. where they even ask their doctor for a complete set of labs and their doctor says no. Mm. Well, you can go on and literally huh. order your own. So if you're like, well, hey, I want a complete thyroid panel, I want to see my TSH, I want to check my antibodies, huh. you can go on to order, you know, your uh, these websites that are out now, these companies that are out now offering the consumer the ability to get their own information for themselves to know their own health and, and you kind have- of be their own health advocate. And you have a link to that on your website, right? You said mm-hmm. on my website at the very bottom it says order your own lab test. And it's so nice. You can go in and do things a la carte. You can do a full thyroid panel. You could just go in and say, well, you know what? My doctor says he won't test the reverse T3. Put it in, put it in the cart, check out, go to, you know, take that paper, go to your, your nearest lab draw station and, and have it done. And actually a lot of people find it is less expensive than even going through their insurance because sometimes insurance companies will ding people thousands 
for a thyroid panel where you can get it for $150. And yep. then, so on your website, you can order this, this kit. And then, so you get the kit. Is it saliva or it's not pricking, right? Most of these tests oh, are no. saliva based. It's, it's, it's total blood. So it's literally, oh, it's, it's huh. yep. So it's super easy. You put whatever labs that you want into your cart. I mean, you can go crazy with it. You can do heavy metal testing. You can do uh, nutrient testing. I mean, you can do everything on there. All your hormones, total thyroid panels. You add them to your cart and then literally you check out, you enter your zip code and then it will tell you, here's the lab draw stations that you can go to. It's usually oh. the one that you would go to for your doctor anyways. Ah, I see. So you don't let it run through insurance. You're paying for it. And then you're taking that paper to, let's say, Quest or LabCorp. And you're saying, here you go. And they draw your blood. I see. Yeah, cutting I'm not the, sure cutting about out the insurance, Cutting out the insurance middleman. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad to hear that people aren't. I was, I, at first I thought that people were like pricking themselves, um, but it sounds like now I understand it's not. That's a. Uh, they do have those too. I know what you're talking about. I think Everly Well is one of them where they just do a little blood spot. You know, uh, the accuracy of that. Now, I'm a fan of saliva testing for um, cortisol levels for sure, because you you test throughout the day. So the at-home four-point saliva panels are great for testing your adrenal function and your cortisol. But for you know, for thyroid, let's just get let let's get blood, let's get it drawn at a lab yeah. where it's going to be yeah. done right. Yeah. Okay, got you. No, I feel like I've learned a lot about thyroid today, and. Um, Am I missing anything? Am I, is there something important that I've missed? You know, for someone listening, am I, am I missing a question that should be asked? No, I think I, I would just like to tie it to your listener base. Hmm. How this would tie into what you do and to some of your listeners is since the thyroid is the master gland. So kind of going back to that little geeky biology lesson, the thyroid being the master gland will automatically affect blood sugar and insulin levels. And when those are off, and I'm sure you see this a lot with your clients, when those are off, you're naturally going to binge and Mm -hmm. crave. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to get out of that cycle and we can do everything together, just like you say Mm -hmm. to your your clients about the journaling and the the mindfulness, Mm -hmm. now let's blend that Mm -hmm. with the biology so the two aren't battling each other Mm -hmm. where you're like, I'm journaling and I'm trying to be mindful, but I'm having these cravings where I'm going to tear someone's face off if mm. I don't get a cookie. Mm. And when you start to balance that, you know, optimize the thyroid, balance the blood sugar, then all that mindfulness and the journaling comes together and you go, oh, mm. now I'm looking at what I'm eating and I'm not starving three mm. times a day where I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. 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 I see how that really flows together. Totally. And so like, I guess the, one of the first steps is getting that, getting those test results and don't kind of go from there. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it might mean you have to work with a functional medicine practitioner. It might mean that you pay out of pocket, but I got to tell you, I mean, the, the amount of times that you're going to go to the next doctor and the endocrinologist and another PCP and waste your time and spend money on your co-pays and, and, and still not get your life back a year later. Yeah. It's worth finding somebody that specializes in the thyroid, work with them. And that way you can literally get it back in months. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. Let's just clarify. You can be reached your website again one more time. 
Yep. My website is amyhorneman.com, A-M-I-E-H-O-R-N-A-M-A-N.com. And the Thyroid Fix podcast is on all the major podcast platforms. Apple, I don't know what they call it now. I used to call it iTunes, but I know now it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it? Google. Did they like, change it? <laughs> I don't know. I think I heard they did. I'm like, it's always my did. iTunes in my heart. So I know, me too. I, I Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let Apple do their own thing. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on. I appreciate your energy and having you, you know, to have you back on this podcast. So I really appreciate it. And um, and we'll 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 figure things out from here. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thank you.